You're listening to a VC short. These are shorter bonus episodes released only on our podcast, The VC Hour. These are a product of Radio ABC 993FM, a ministry of African Bible University in Uganda. This episode is an alumni spotlight. They're recorded on location instead of in a studio. So you might hear some background noises. We believe these testimonies are so encouraging that they're worth it. We trust you will too. And I'm very happy to have a guest with me here today. Uh, could you take a minute and just introduce yourself? Okay, I'm grateful to be on the spotlight today. And I'm Okudu, Mike Job. And I'm a graduate of the ABU University, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you. And thanks so much for taking time to do this recording with us. We, we want it to be a blessing for the university, but also our our audience is very interested in what happens at the university, especially what happens with our graduates afterwards. So, uh, yeah, which year did you graduate? I actually graduated in 2014. All right. Sure. So at the time of this recording, that's about seven years ago. Uh, so you've had some time to, to move out and to be doing things with your life mm. and to see some fruits of all the seeds that you've planted. Mm. And uh, so that's some of the things we want to hear about today. Which, which degree did you receive? I did uh, biblical studies with education. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Very good. Our degree system has changed a little bit, but we still have the biblical studies degree. And of course, Bible is the heart of everything ABU does. Uh, so we're very glad to have a biblical studies major uh, who graduated to interview with today. So thank you so much. Uh, so tell me a little bit about what you've been doing since you graduated. Okay, from the time I graduated until now, uh, I've been working with the school of the disabled. It's a special needs school. And I work specifically with children who have hydro cephalus and spider bifida and uh, they've gone through a hospital known as cure works on children who are born with brain tumors and the ones who have heads that are a little bit big mm. and the spinal issue affects the movement and so they can't walk because the spine has been damaged and once it's damaged it affects the movement mm. and what that complication means is once stool and urine is coming, they can hardly sense it. So that's the nature of the children that I'm working with. I am teaching in the secondary section, majorly CRE and history, being an education student at ABU. And uh, I'm also the chaplain and the headmaster at the place. So I'm handling the educational bit of it because of the education that I did. But I'm also doing ministry because I'm also the chaplain there. So every morning we go through diversion for 40 minutes. And it's been amazing to see these children serve the Lord. Once it's time for praise and worship, they forget about the condition they are in. Some of them are lame, but they will clap for the Lord with excitement that I don't see with people who walk. Even when they are dancing and turning around, it's interesting that they have gone beyond their condition and they have loved God for who he is. They have accepted they will not walk, but they love God. Amen. And I'm happy to serve with them. And they've, I've learned a dimension of God about them. In, in spite of 
all that happened to them, God has remained at the center of it all. And they're not believing God to work. They have chosen to love God because he gave them a chance to live again. Mm. Sure. Amen. Sure. And you're involved with the church as well? Yes, I'm involved with the church. Uh, in 2016, we started up a congregation, and it's in the outcasts of, uh, of, of town. It's in Budaka district. It's next to Mbale. And so it's in a village setting. Growing up, I, I had the desire to want to see how I could help people in ministry outside of town because I had seen that there was greater need outside than there was in the center of, of, of the cities because they had had it from different people. Mm. And so I believed God for a place outside where I thought I would be more valuable. Mm. And since then, I have been serving there and they have appreciated the service and they have seen the need for it and have enjoyed seeing growth in their lives and, and seeing them established in, in the word and their spiritual lives have really not remained the same and I've, and I've seen the blessing of it all just yeah. like the Bible says that God can bless you both in the city and in the village and for me it's been the village if we say that all of us go to the cities then how about the ones that are outside of the cities God loves all of them and would love to see them join the greater family of God into salvation. And so for me, it has been there. And it's been a blessing. Mm. I've coordinated and worked with other pastors in the village. And occasionally we do programs where we, we, we share on different topics that we believe are essential for any minister to have knowledge of. And, and they have seen the change that has brought into their lives from the time we started sharing and it's it's in one way or another shaping the way that they do ministry as well. Amen. Sure. And I've also loved the sincerity with which people in the villages have for the Lord. Hey. It's not driven by any ulterior motives. They love him for who he is. Sure. Yeah. Sure. If you're in the village, uh, there's no chance you're going to get rich as a pastor. No. No chance. They have very uh, meager means. Sure. Uh, if we're being honest, and yet you're serving there. What have you seen in the village uh, with people who are serving the church with what they have? Um, what I have seen is, as opposed to the city where someone would come with a large offering, they bring what they have. If in that season they have planted rice, they'll come and say, Pastor, this is what the Lord has given me, and this is what I want to share with you. And... Uh, and that's what we take with us home. It's, it's a blessing because they have given it from a heart filled with love. And, and they have given you what they would have depended on, but also shared it with you such that they also tap into the blessing of giving. Hmm. And so sometimes when in the season of mangoes, I have to take mangoes with me home <laughs> and then blend them. So rather than getting to the market, I get them from the congregation Amen. and they take me through. When COVID was just starting, and churches hadn't were reopened, they, they, would, they would bring for me lemon. Mm. And so I get foodstuffs like millet, rice, and uh, posho. That's mostly the support they can give me. Yeah. So the remaining things I've had to do through the work that God gave me 
as a chaplain and a, and a headmaster, things like fueling the generator if there is any need. Uh, if, if they want to support, probably somebody would say, I have potatoes, can we sell that? Mm. And then get the money. Yeah, That's what they have. That's the asset they have that can bring money. How about that? Sure. Well, praise the Lord. It, just, it reminds me of the story of the widow's mite, that uh, she didn't have much, but she gave much according to what she had and uh, that's what I'm that's what I'm hearing if they have millet they give millet if they have if they have goat as you mentioned at another time they give goat and uh, whatever they have they're giving it that's beautiful mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's very challenging hopefully to others who have more resources that uh, they ought to be generous as the Lord has been generous with them well, I praise the Lord for your ministry tell me a little bit um, uh, what kind of things have you learned from ABU that have set you apart in your ministry or prepared you well how has ABU been helpful to you uh, ABU has been helpful in the sense that it's helped me to stay within the boundaries or the confines of the Word of God. And so each other time I step on the pulpit, people know that whatever they will hear has a backing from the Word of God. We never talk out of the Word. Mm. We've remained within the confines of the Word of God. And they got to learn a new dimension of sharing the Word, which is the expository type of teaching. Mm. At the beginning when I had just started it, in the ministry where I am, even before I started up leading a congregation, I had started sharing it at, at, at the headquarters. I noticed that after a few months, all the other, all the pastors who have been in ministry longer than me had adopted it without me selling the idea. But when they saw it, they realized this is the best way of having to share the word of God. Mm. And, and so for me, it's been fruitful in the sense that I, it has kept me within the word, but it has also enabled other people fully understand the counsel of God in depth, in that they get to get deeper and they get an expository and, and a wider understanding. So for me, I would say that the fruit of it all has been seen in people being established in the Word of God and being firm and not easily shaken. Praise the Lord. For, for those listeners of ours who don't know what uh, exegetical expository preaching is, we have, a, of course, you're trained, so you know you come by these words very easily, but some of ours may not. Uh, it just means that uh, the pastor uh, goes passage by passage in order, explaining to the people what the passage means, that you're tied to a passage and then you move to the next passage. So the, the pastor largely doesn't uh, choose a topic for the day and then pick a verse that matches it. He goes to the passage and he just tells the people what the passage says. And that is a very different way of preaching. And uh, I'm very glad to hear, I think it's a very biblically rooted way of preaching. And so I'm very glad to hear uh, that you're being, uh, I think, a positive impl- influence to your community. Praise God for that. What, what kind of future plans do you have? I know our listeners are curious about you're doing so well and so many things you're doing. Uh, chaplain, headmaster, pastor, I mean, all these things. What, what's coming next or what are you working on in your ministry or your personal life? Uh, the future plan that I have is since the people from within the sub-county where I am have tested a little bit on, on the training, I have passion for ministers of the word of God and I understand them. Being somebody that is serving outside of of town and in the villages, I would love 
to do more frequent trainings with pastors who are already in ministry and see how I can help them better their service. Mm. And so my future plan is, is, is seeing how I can support them and uh, selecting time where we can get time off, say, in a given week, and then we go through things that we deem essential for any minister mm. to have understanding and knowledge of going forward in ministry. Mm. So for me, it's important. But I want to just take it beyond where I am and move to other villages of my sub-county. I believe by doing that, I will have a greater impact. So it means that I am pushing the influence just beyond the boundaries or the confines of my church and then touching other, other people who are within ministry in their different congregations through their pastors. To me, it would be a blessing. And so going forward, that is what I want to really do. And oh. it's at my heart. Fantastic. I think those are, those are very beautiful goals and future plans. And we, we pray uh, that the Lord will see those through for you. And he always richly supplies whatever your needs are as he equips you for the ministry he's given you. Uh, how can people pray for you? Anything else specific um, that people if, can pray if for? Those that want to pray for me should pray that uh, the Lord will provide for me the providence of moving out. I want to have to move out with with a team of other ministers that I know that we've coordinated and worked together such that we do one-week seminars mm. in different villages. There's greater need in the greater Mbale outside there, even here around Teso, which is within the vicinity and the Begwere land, Budaka around me and Tororo here. There are villages, congregations there. Once they know that there is a minister coming for training who is going to train others, they easily coordinate other pastors and they come. So for us it would be that God will sufficiently provide for it such that in a span, say, of every after three months, there's a congregation that we, we meet and, and we have time with them and they gather for us other pastors and we do training such that they are impacting other congregants. For me, that would be very fruitful. It's, it's at the heart of what I would love anyone to, to pray for. And I would very much appreciate that if they prayed for me in that line. Well, I, I think you should have every confidence that people will pray in that way. I certainly will be praying that way for you. Amen. It's a beautiful vision, and uh, we pray that the Lord will help you to be successful. Thank you so much for this time. I know you're a busy man. You have a lot on your plate, and this is, uh, this is a help to us and to the institution and to our listeners so they know how they can pray uh, and uh, support you. So thank you so much for your time. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to the Vice Chancellor's Hour, a ministry of Radio ABC on the campus of African Bible University. We hope this has been beneficial to your Christian walk and understanding. If it has, you can support the ministry of Radio ABC by going to AfricanBibleColleges.com and clicking on the Donate button. Don't forget to let them know in the comments that it's going to the Uganda station. If you have questions about anything in this or previous episodes, please write us at RadioABC993FM at gmail.com. That's RadioABC993FM at gmail.com. 
and we'll answer your question on a questions and answer episode. Until next time, may the peace of God and the fellowship of God's people encourage your hearts.